Welcome to Tramlines, a podcast from Agri. I'm your host, Tony Smith, putting your questions to the experts. In this episode, I'm talking to Agri's Ian Rudge, conservation and regen agriculture lead, Agri's agronomist, John Vickery, and Tom Martin, who farms near Peterborough. Today, we're going to look at regen agriculture, looking at the key benefits of improving soil structure and how this can make a significant impact on farm sustainability. So, good morning to you all. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. And it's fantastic uh, to have you all here on, on tram lines. And uh, for you, John, and for you, Tom, it, welcome back to uh, another episode that you're featuring on. So let's start with that big question. What is regen agriculture? And um, maybe, Ian, we could start with you. W- what is regen agriculture for you? Tony, uh, regen agriculture for me is, in the first instance, it's uh, understand your farm operation. So it's the owner, land manager. Uh, I think what they particularly want, uh, obviously, you've got to minimise your soil disturbance, maximise your crop diversity and keep your soil covered, uh, maintain living roots all year round. And in many instances, integrate livestock where you can into the process. And for you, John, uh, as an agronomist, you cover quite a wide breadth of farms and soil types. What is regen agriculture for you? Yep, very similar. Um, I think, uh, yep, key areas are those soil structures and soil cover uh, items that uh, that Ian mentioned. Uh, the livestock is the uh, is the uh, icing on the cake, really, uh, whereby we're able to cycle nutrients much faster and um, uh, bring in some different dynamics to the uh, to the to the farming environment. So um, uh, that's, uh, that's 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 what I see it as uh, as as Tony. Yeah, uh, and and Tom, you're farming on I, I assume, and I think from talking before, some pretty heavy land up there at Peterborough. Um, what, what, what is Regen for you? Well, obviously, we, we covered the kind of five pillars of Regen Ag uh, in, in the last podcast. But I was, I was mulling recently and I realised that we'd never set out to be regenerative agriculture farmers. But actually, we'd adopted those five pillars independently because they all, they all individually made sense. And of course, collectively, uh, they're, they're even greater as well. But I think for me as a farmer, um, it's, uh, it's a, there's a financial decision to it. But there's also a, a it's a feeling as well. It's a, it, I've really enjoyed my farming as a regenerative farmer. I think more than more than I have before. So it's a it's a financial uh, thing and it's a feeling as well. Yeah, very interesting. And and actually, in some of the other podcasts, talking to Marek Nowakowski about uh, the hungry gap and birds and the bees, etc., he talks a lot about farmers enjoying this way of farming. There's a real pride and an enjoyment when out there walking the land. So a great thing to keep and remember, I think. Now, the financial side, Ian, you also mentioned this, that there is a financial benefit of regen agriculture. Tell us where that stems from. What, what, how does regen agriculture allow the financial benefits to, 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 uh, to happen? Well, I mean, as you know, Tony, um, the last few years, uh, fuel prices have crept up, and particularly very much more recently, all the inputs in terms of nitrogen, um, and other nutrients and ag chems, uh, everything is increasing in cost to the farmer. Um, so considerations of your cultivation processes, recreation, recreational cultivation is, is something that um, has to be considered as being sort of obsolete, but everything has to point to good soil structure. 
if your soil structure isn't in a good heart, um, remedial works have to be done to get that into a position uh, that it can have reduced tillage or no tillage. Um, look at the how you can improve your soil structure by improving your soil organic matter. And the whole process really um, still has to make uh, a good margin at the end of the day or else farming, what are you farming for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, farm sustainability financially is absolutely critical, isn't it? Uh, Tom, you've also talked about the benefits in terms of soil structure. What have you noticed that's changed over the last few years since you've been adopting this regen approach? Well, uh, going back to my kind of point on the, on the finances and the feelings, obviously we've, we've noticed um, a, a reduction in our, in our cost of establishment in particular, uh, which, is, which is a great financial boost. Um, but on the, on the feeling side of things, um, the, the, uh, the trafficability of the land is just remarkable. Both my father and I have noticed you know, in a relatively short period of time, uh, the, the difference that the regenerative approach has made. Uh, as I say, we, we're on quite heavy clay. And so that would really put the fields out of bounds for a tractor for probably four months of the year. And yet now in relatively short time with soil health improving, the soil structure um, being better and, and actually more able to, to, to carry traffic, we can get on with field operations, uh, spraying and, and, and drilling and such. Uh, at a greater range of times and whilst it's not all about just getting heavy machinery on the land in fact far from it it does mean that we have more options on the farming side of things yeah and when you talk about a relatively short period of time give us a clue i mean in in terms of years how long are we talking here uh, you know between you adopting some of these techniques and seeing some of the benefits well we move from full inversion tillage to minimum tillage about 30 years ago but actually the big difference has been in the last five years when we when we moved to, to no till um, and we've really really seen the difference uh, in, in in that shorter period of time. Yeah and, and five years in farming I mean that's five crops it's, it's not a huge period of time is it? Um, John coming to you you I know advise as an agronomist on a wide range of soil types are you seeing that improvement on some of the other soil types away from the clays? Yes, I am, Tony. And uh, I'd, I'd, I'd reiterate uh, what Thomas said on the, on the heavy soils, but also on some of the lighter uh, Cotswold brush soils I work on. I see the benefits in terms of water holding capacity and um, soil buffering from that point of view. So, so almost the opposite, where we're, we're, we're seeing better drainage and be- better trafficability on the heavier land. We're also seeing better water holding capacity and uh, uh, fields being able to sustain uh, crops for slightly longer in, in periods of, of, of dry weather, which we, we seem to uh, be getting these days with, with sort of longer periods of, of, of sort of dry or, or wet. So, so much more resilient to those extremes. Yeah, and, and indeed, we've seen that prolonged dry period again this spring, haven't we? Um, Ian, uh, as technical lead uh, for Agri in this area, what, what is actually happening in terms of this change in soil structure by moving to this minimum tillage, this different way of, of looking after the soil? What's actually changing that allows this better trafficability, as Tom talks about? Um, what's actually happening? Well, Tony, the, you know, the, the government paper on climate change um, was stating that uh, we were going to get more rain events over 30 millimetres. That was going to increase by 70%. And conversely, the periods of drought 
And I think we've seen that with two particularly wet autumns in 2019 and 2020. The autumn of 21 was more atypical. But we've been seeing some very dry springs um, as a result, and also, therefore, soil structure and soil resilience. So being able to get good water infiltration in the periods of wet, um, as Tom has just stated, having uh, both good soil structure, improving uh, soil organic matter. So organic matter can hold up to 20 times more water than um, soil alone. So maintaining the, the moisture within your soil profile can help improve the, the resilience of the crop going forward in periods of drought as we've seen this year, Tony. Yeah, uh, and that's, that crop resilience is clearly a huge benefit, isn't it? Um, Tom, just coming back to you, you mentioned that you've been able to reduce the use of artificial fertilisers and you've seen that benefit uh, rise over the last, as you said, five years. So, so tell us a bit about that because that's hugely relevant right now, isn't it? Absolutely. I think if we can all generate the same, same or greater profit, but with a, a far lower working capital, i.e. lower inputs, then, uh, th- then we'd all be winners. And, and this situation at the moment has only served to highlight that. Um, we've probably reduced our artificial fertiliser by about a third and, and uh, over the last four years. Uh, and then this year, we're, we're probably at about, well, between a half and 60% of what we what we typically apply. Um, uh, we are using some biological nitrogen fixers uh, as well as part of that, which is not necessarily on the regen side of things, but it's very much in the spirit of regen. Um, but it does just mean that we can uh, we can reduce our, our input costs, let get the soil working, get get uh, get the soil ecosystem really performing. Uh, and 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 so far, uh, the crops are looking good this year. Mind you, I think everyone's crops are looking pretty good this year. It's a, it's not been a, a bad year for it. So, uh, but as ever, we'll wait and see what the combine says in the summer. So, in five years, the benefits are absolutely huge. Is what, what I'm hearing. Is that right? Absolutely. And I think a great uh, a great case study is my father, who who would have he was um, uh, he was willing at the beginning of our of our regenerative journey five years ago. Um, but has but has probably moved from compliant to uh, an absolute out and out evangelist um, in, in that period of time, such that you know, and, and actually it's 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 very clear to see. We we had a, a neighbour walk across our field um, uh, just uh, in the in the very wet winter of 2019 uh, to 2020, and, and that was enough for him to say, "Gosh, I, I need to start doing some of this uh, ourselves as well." And whilst we don't always get it right, we've made plenty of mistakes, um, but we've learned from each one of those, and we're getting better each year. Yeah, sure. So, so John, uh, coming to you, uh, is there also a willingness to try out some of these regen techniques to be able to see some of these benefits? Oh, certainly, Tony. Yes, uh, people, it's a sort of evolution rather than revolution. And, and people are, uh, as they often do, looking over the hedge, as, as, as Tom has said there, at what the neighbours are doing and learning off each other. Uh, I think where there are techniques that suit uh, certain soil types or things that are working well, the uh, uh, exchange of that knowledge is is, is vital. And um, certain things will work on on certain farms uh, and maybe not on others. But certainly we've seen a, a wider uptake of um, the sort of techniques that we're using, lower disturbance uh, drills uh, and the um, addition of organic amendments. And, and in some cases, the return of some stock on some farms that maybe haven't seen stock for 
um, you know, many decades. Mm. And so, Ian, for the farmer that's thinking about, okay, so what next? What would be your top tips in terms of where to start or where, where, how to take the next step in terms of what you're already doing? Tom's talked about trying things out. Sometimes it doesn't always work. So I'm thinking about that farmer who's maybe thinking, yeah, but okay, I've started to uh, move away from full inversion uh, cultivation, but how do we keep moving forward? Well, I think there's an awful lot of information out there, Tony. I mean, obviously, groundswell's coming up fairly soon. I think there's an awful lot of uh, forums on on which people can uh, gain information. And obviously, I think, uh, uh, as Thomas said, uh, you know, neighbours look over and watch what other neighbours are doing and can take uh, good heart and information from seeing what other people are doing. Also, in, in reality there is degrees by which you sort of can move from a very conventional system into a reduced system. And in reality, it is down to basically a thought process within the landowner's mind or manager's mind, and it is a will to make something succeed. And, and, And trial and error is part of that whole process, to be fair, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. And, and John, are you seeing the same? Yes, absolutely. We are. Uh, I think it's um, uh, uh, certainly an ongoing process. And I think it's something that's here to stay uh, with the uh, increasing variability of, of climatic conditions and things that we can't control. I think farmers are looking to uh, take back a bit of control and uh, actually do things in a different way rather than be reliant on uh, perhaps techniques they've they've done in the past and traditional weather patterns. Uh, things are changing, and I think we have to adapt to that change as farmers uh, and and advisors as well. Yeah, um, a subject that we touched on when we spoke before today was about our contribution, our responsibility towards um, food security and producing food. Um, you know, for, for for the public, how does regen? farming as a technique help us in that aim uh tom maybe you, you could start with that challenging question well thank you Tony. i mean it, it, it's actually not challenging at all because uh, regen farming is resilient farming uh and we're facing you know increasingly um erratic weather systems uh you know big big weather events and some kind of big swings and uh, and periods of drought wet and hot and cold um but actually when uh, we're protecting our soils um you know, when we're incorporating those regenerative principles, actually our, our farming is more, our soils more re, uh, more resilient, our crops are more resilient, uh, and actually we're more resilient as well. So there's there's a lot more thought that goes into it, um, but um, but it enables us to 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 respond to what's in front of us. And and farming is absolutely a, a longer term game. We need to make profit profit in the in 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 the year that we're in, but actually it's a multi annual game, and we and we can kind of think and plan plan forward when our crops are more resilient rather than following the peaks and troughs of the market and our crazy current weather system yeah that makes perfect sense to me and Ian would you add anything to Tom's um, thoughts there yeah I think Tom is totally right Um, if I was to start with the first process the first process is a mindset The second process is understanding your soils and making sure that you've got your soil structure um, and drainage in as good a condition as you can uh, 
attain. And, and then I think there are opportunities to, to change your system, to look at how you can reduce cultivations or actually remove cultivations. Um, we can go around the houses and look at different drills forever and a day. Uh, you find a drill that suits your system um, and something that can actually operate in, in, in a range of conditions. In if I if I can just pick up on that, I think you're absolutely right. I think mindset is the first barrier to to overcome, uh, and and the big watch out for me is always the phrase, "Well, that wouldn't work on my farm." Um, and actually, if we can make that, how could that work on my farm? That's that's the key to to kind of unlocking the first step uh, on that regenerative journey. Um, let's bring all of this together because it, it, we could talk about this for hours, and I'm sure that is exactly what's happening around the country. So the question is, what top tip would you like to share with listeners today in terms of regen agriculture and the key benefit and reason to change? Let, let's start with you, Ian, and, and we're looking for this top tip. So uh, this is going to be interesting. I think the, the, the most important top tip, apart from uh, attitude uh, and uh, a will to make something, to look at something, I think maintenance of good soil structure is the most critical uh, um, for for soil resilience and output going forward. And I think that that's appropriate for whatever level or whatever your system is is that you're operating. Um, and the second one is trying to build soil organic matter. Great, thank you, um, Ian and uh, John. From your perspective, yeah, Tony, I think it's being brave enough to try something new. Um, taking on board what Ian has said and then actually um, you know stepping outside of perhaps where we have once been and, and the blueprint that we've perhaps been been used to so being uh, being brave enough to try something new for the first time and then um, use you know use your attention to detail to, to follow that through and monitor what 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 you can learn from that thank you John um, great top tips and Tom uh, what would be your top tips for listeners today well, I'd underline absolutely what Ian and John have said. Um, uh, it's important that we that our businesses are, are viable. Um, so we don't want to be betting the farm. We've got to be prepared to have a, a certain level of risk in terms of the kind of agronomy side of things, in terms of the, the farm practices. But I think it's to take greater risk in terms of our thinking, uh, to take those kind of intellectual mental risks, to, 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 to be prepared to think, you know, how could this work and, and what could happen in my system? And we do a lot of work on our farm with, um, with children and young people. And I'm often asked what makes, you know, what, what are the characteristics of a great farmer? And I always respond the same. Um, and that is curiosity is so important. Uh, you know, what, why doesn't this work? Why did this work? Why didn't it work? Uh, and, and how could we change things next year? So to be curious, to take those, um, uh, risks in terms of how we think about our system and how we uh, are open to change. Thank you, Ian, John and Tom, for sharing your insights and ideas today as to how Regen can have a very significant impact on your farms. That's it for this podcast, but do tune in again as we meet the experts throughout the season, exploring the many immediate and longer-term questions for growers and farmers in the UK. If you have any questions you'd like us to ask the experts, email info at agri.co.uk. See you next time.